Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Emily Newton, and joining us on the show is Sassy from the Gym Health and Fitness. What's going on this morning? How are you doing today? I'm well, thank you. Yeah, all good. It's good to hear. So, you know, we're really, really excited to have you on the show today. But before we dive into the nitty gritty of everything that you have going on at the Gym Health and Fitness, tell us a little bit about how you describe your business to people and what made you want to start your gym in the first place. Um, so the Gym Health and Fitness is a it's a, it's a community-based gym that's there to serve everybody within it. Um, you know, we, we aim to try and and just be inclusive for everybody that wants to work out for all their own reasons. Everybody's reason is different. And, um, and we just try to, to, to meet those, you know, to, to make that work for them. That, that's what we do. Yeah, I think that's cool because everybody can benefit from working out and taking care of themselves. Doesn't necessarily matter what age you are. Oh, absolutely so, not. Yeah. <laughs> So tell us a little bit about what made you want to start your gym in the first place. So I actually bought the gym over. Um, I didn't start the gym. The Gym Health and Fitness was founded in 1997 by a good friend of mine who, um, what you know, he was he worked it successfully for, for so many years. I used to go to the gym. Myself and my husband used to trawl up to the gym every morning Every morning we'd be in there, every morning we'd do our workout and it was great. And then it came up for sale. And I've always been involved in sports. My background's in Thai boxing. Um, so I thought, okay, let's give this a go and uh, see if we can change it and just bring it back a bit from, it was getting a little bit tired. It was getting a little bit, you know, the previous owner was a little um, outdated quite a bit, wasn't moving with the times. But we thought, let's give it a go and see if we can bring it back. That's where we, that's where we started. And we've just kind of, moved on from strength to strength from there really yeah so you went from working out at the gym to owner that's a a very interesting transition so did you have do you have any like business experience prior to uh, buying the gym uh nope okay so (laughs) talk to us a little bit about that transition uh well to be fair that wasn't a great transition to make it was I'm very much, I view quite a lot of things. I mean, being an athlete um, now and in the past, you view, you, you deal with very much what's in front of you, don't you? And you, you adapt to make that work, whether that be physically in your, you know, doing your sport or whether that be something you have to sit down and work out, forge your way forward and carry it through. And that's what I found myself doing a lot more since I took on the gym was sitting down, thinking about what needs doing, getting my vision in place and forging a, a pathway through it really um th- that was that's really about it and a good team of people I have an amazing team of people around me that help me um you know with each different aspect of the gym as much <laughs> as we were a fitness gym we've got lots of different things going on within it so you need a good team of people around you to help you achieve all that um and it certainly helped having that many minds yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, was, was, is gym ownership what you expected it to be? Cause I think like before we jump into anything, we're like, okay, this is how I think it's going to be. 
but sometimes it turns out to be com something that's completely different. No, I think it's exactly what I thought it was going to be. A lot of hard work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I didn't go into it blind. Okay. Um, it took a long time to think things over and think things through. And yeah, um, a lot of conversations between myself and some other people in the industry. Mm -hmm. um, I, I did go into it with my eyes wide open. And it is exactly what I thought it was going to be. A lot of hard work. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll definitely be set for sure to touch on that a little bit later. But before we get to that part, tell us a little bit about the services that you guys offer. Um, so we offer all the usual gym services that you would have. Your, your basic flat rate memberships. We have um, we run classes predominantly for children. We okay. do have adult classes as well. Um, they're all they're, they're just a little bit harder to get up and running. And then we've got the sauna, so we've got like a fitness suite that we use as well, which kind of complements quite well your workout. Uh, we actually, <laughs> we have a kitchen, we have a gym kitchen. So we sell, we sell food um, aimed at enhancing your workout. So the food we sell is heavily based on traditional foods made slightly so all your usual flavors, all your usual dishes that you like to see, but we just adapt how we cook them and how we make them to make them healthier and better for you. Yeah. That is ultimately what people want to be. It's not always about the aesthetic look. It's about a healthy body. So, yeah. you know, we, we try to incorporate all of that together in our okay. service. So with the kitchen, um, are you offering meal prep services or is it like kind of like a, a post-workout kind of thing? No, so it is heavily based on meal prep. Um, which is led very much by the customer. So, because there's lots of foods that people don't eat or allergic to, can't eat, they have different demands, different dietary requirements. Mm -hmm. So we tend to, to work with that. Um, it's based on consultation and so on. Yeah. So earlier you mentioned that you have an amazing team of people that, you know, help yeah. to support you and keep things running. Does one of those people include a chef or like who's preparing the food? Yeah, we have a chef. Also, my husband, <laughs> which is which is good. Um, it, it ties in quite well there. But yeah, so that that's what he he does. He looks after the kitchens and he will work to my recipes quite often. Um, he, he likes to get carried away with himself um, and have to bring them back in the room. Um, so it's it's it works. It works very well for us. Good. So let's talk about how you guys get people in the door. Mm. So, you know, if I were to move to the UK in a month and I'm looking for, you know, some of the similar things that you guys offer, uh, you know, meal prep, something for my kids, maybe something that's like open gym too. Like, how would I know that you guys are out there? So that's a sticking point, quite a big sticking point. Um, we have, we use... They tend to be quite expensive, though, which is something that is, you know, it's, I suppose, related but unrelated. Um, we advertise locally. We advertise on, um, I don't know if you've heard of a, 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 it's called Hustle, where basically you put in where you are and what you're doing, uh, what you want, you know, from what, if you want a gym within the area, you put all this in and, and a list of gyms will come up. And we are on sites such like that. Okay. Um, it has actually worked. I mean, it does get us quite a lot of people in through the door, but they then have to sell it at their prices. So we lose ultimately along the way. 
Mm. That's the deal. That that's what you have to you have to take that on the chin, so to speak. Okay. Uh, you said it's a a platform called called Hustle. Hustle. Yeah. So um, it used to be called something different long time ago, but they've changed it. It's now called Hustle. They've got all the a list of all the gyms that are subscribed to them on their sites. Now you choose whichever one is closest to you. Have a look at what they offer. Yeah. And um, you, but you buy it through them. You ultimately don't buy it from the gym. You buy it through Hustle. Gotcha. So yeah. is it like a subscription? Like, are you paying them like per person or like a subscription? No, so they take a, like a commission fee basically off each person that comes in. Okay. As I say, ultimately the gym actually loses out because they have to sell their, their, their membership cheaper yeah um, to that person and you can't you don't really have the option of upping your gym membership just for that platform because if you did that then there's no encouragement there for them to actually take it out in the first place okay so you're using hustle um have you guys looked into anything outside of paid advertisement um not really i mean there, there's not to my knowledge, there's not much option there outside paid advertisement. I mean, we pay for local advertisement around, you know, different different clubs, you know, rugby clubs that have got stadiums and so on. We advertise with them, boards, so, you know, flagpoles, all this kind of thing. Yeah. But ultimately, all it can really do is um, put the picture up there of, of who you are. Yeah. It doesn't tell you a great deal about what we do. Mm-hmm which is um, a bit of a sticking point, because I think certainly not just myself, but other gyms, local to us, you know, gym owners, we talk to each other. You know, we, we, it's, a, it's a community in its own. So mm-hmm. unless you know that gym through somebody, you tend to find that it's, you, you won't know where you're going. You don't know the feel of the gym, what goes on within that gym, what type of gym it is, because there's so many different types of gyms out there, depending yeah. on what you're looking for. So the, the advertisement we have access to mm-hmm. that I'm aware of doesn't really get that across, which is um, a bit of a sticking point, really. Yeah, well, I mean, really, thank you for being so open and honest about some of the challenges that you guys are going through, because as we were kind of talking about earlier, when, as personal trainers, we didn't really, we're not taught a lot about marketing no. on the back end of things. But I mean, it definitely sounds like you're growth minded and always looking, you know, to grow, which is pretty cool. It, I think it's more about reaching people. You have to reach people and know why you want to reach them. Yeah. Um, understandably, from my own perspective, it's, we, we have a business to run, so we have overheads to meet. Yeah. But then you've also got to take into consideration that we're human beings and we're people and we're dealing with other human beings. So the demand that we'd need to actually ask of them to meet our costs mm-hmm. can sometimes be, you know, it's quite a big ask. So you, you've just got to make sure that you, the balance is there and it, that it's correct and that it's constantly managed, really. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, tell me a little bit about the client experience. So what happens when, if somebody's interested in your services, what does that process look like? So generally, my personal, you know, our, our gym is very, very personal contact. Um, <laughs> to, I cut my own nose to spite my face here because we actually currently don't, but we are looking into it, offer anything. You can't just sign up online. 
you okay. do need to come in to the gym to do that and that serves me a great purpose because i get to meet you i get to see who you are i get to smile at you and let you meet us and see what we're like as a as a as, as a gym as you know the staff it's a personal connection and i like that i like to keep that so when you come into my gym you'll see me probably smiling at you i'll give you a walk around you will you know we'll have a chat about what you want from from the gym what services you may use now what services you may use in the future and then we go through your plans and we just chat a little bit about about how you'll use the gym and it, it really is a massive getting to know you experience because for my in my experience, that is exactly what people want when they want to feel comfortable coming into the gym. They don't want to feel like they need to be fit before they get there. That's the point of the gym. You be who you are and, um, and we help you on whatever journey and process you want to make. So it's a personal experience when you come into my gym. Yeah, and I think that's a really good point that you brought up there because I run across a lot of people that think they have to get in shape to actually actually go to the gym or to, to hire a trainer so it sounds like you kind of like just lowering those barriers and those the, those defenses a little bit which is which is great yeah yeah i think it's really important that we include everyone from you know i deal a lot with with women um i like to see more women coming into a gym i think gyms are very male orientated which is fabulous you know everybody needs somewhere to go but I, I think women need to understand that you don't need to look aesthetically in a manner to to just get in there it's about your mental health and your physical well-being as much as it is about how you look yeah. now if that bar is set too high on certain things they just won't do it i've had women say to me no i can't come into a gym right now because look at me so well look at you you're a beautiful female let's get in there and let's feel good about being how we look yeah. and, and that is really what I try to to work on a lot that's awesome I agree with that 100 yeah. um, percent because women definitely need like a safe space to work out and not worried about you know being hit on or being judged so yeah I I, I love that um so what is your role as a business owner in at the gym <laughs> I laugh because it's um chief cook and bottle washer comes to mind pretty much a bit of everything um yeah uh, I, I do I'm very much an overseer and a hands-on all at the same time yeah personally I wouldn't have that any other way but I do know a lot of gym owners who don't um you know they're, they're either all in the background or they're all in the forefront I'm a bit of both. Um, I work a lot in the admin side of things alongside my team in the office, uh, just keeping up to date with stuff. I work very hands-on with a lot of my clients. I PT a lot of my clients, different sports. And I run all the children's classes because they're, they're important. You know, children, children are who are going to be coming into my gym as an adult um, in, in many years' time. So it's good to nurture that now so that they feel good and safe and comfortable coming back as adults or as teenagers um, growing up. So I do a bit of everything really. Okay. So with that being said, would you like to see your role change a bit in the future? <sighs> no. Tell me more. No, I quite enjoy it. I quite enjoy having 
I like being in there. I like to see and know and feel what is going on with my customers. I equally enjoy being part of that decision making because ultimately, if the decision making isn't made correctly, we can't carry it out. <laughs> so I do enjoy. As I said earlier, it's a lot of hard work. It probably could be made a lot easier for me, but I enjoy what I do. And I think that is really important. If you're going to own a gym, you have to really enjoy what you're doing. You're dealing with so many people, with so many personalities that all want something a little bit different. And they are kind of ultimately looking at you to, to get that. And it's all different. So you, you really, really have to enjoy it, mm -hmm. which I do. Yeah, I, it's apparent, like, even virtually, <laughs> <laughs> I can definitely, I can definitely feel that. So mm -hmm. let's talk about big picture things and like some of the things that you're currently working on, like overcoming. Like I know we were talking about lead generation earlier. Mm -hmm. Would you say that that's like your biggest challenge in your business right now? I think at the moment, my biggest challenge is actually social media. That's my personal biggest challenge. Um, I'm not the biggest, I'm not, I'm not, a, it's not that I'm not a fan of it. I don't use it. The gym could benefit a lot. All gyms could benefit a lot by using it. Um, we currently don't. We're looking into it. We're trying to wrap our heads around. Personally, I would forget, you know, I work with so many different PTs that will say, Sass, get your phone out, take clips, let people see what you're doing, upload them on. I forget to do it because I'm that involved in what I'm doing at the time. So yeah. it, it's not actually as easy as just whipping around there with a the phone and you just think, no, I can't. And then sometimes I look at some of the footage and I go, well, we can't use that. Look at the angle. <laughs> I feel like I need a degree in, in cinematography or something before I even start. Uh, but it is a challenge to get, for me anyway, to get onto that social media platform and, yeah. and, and use what we've, you know, like you were saying about free advertisement or outside of, um, outside of just local advertising and, and so, so on. We could be using it. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just, it's difficult. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for your honesty. Uh, well, let's talk about like the vision that you have for your gym within the next six months. So it's December, which is crazy that the year is coming to a close very soon. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if I handed you like, if I gave you three wishes, like mm -hmm. the genie from Aladdin, what would those three wishes be um, in terms of what you want your gym to look like on the business side of things in six months? So on the business side of things in the next six months, I'd really love to see our gym being properly on the map with lots of, not so much lots of customers coming through the door, but more lots of people looking to change their lives with fitness mm -hmm. that, that is that is pretty much my goal I, I, my goal is to make people understand that fitness is a massive part of our life it doesn't it, you, the extent that you use it to is different for everybody um, but it isn't mentally and physically we need it in our lives so in the next six months I would love to see more people in our community understand this and perhaps come and give us a visit yeah very well said so you have two more wishes. You can save them for later or you can use them now. I'll save them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, um, I really enjoyed our conversation, but I think this is a, is a pretty good place for us to wrap things up here. But before we sign out, please tell our listeners where they can find you. Okay. So you can find us in um, the gym health and fitness is in Hare Hills. 
in Leeds um, in the UK. It is a wonderful community gym, which is full, full of different wonderful opportunities for you to come and, and get fit. Yeah. Well, Sassy, thank you so much. You know, we really appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what you're, you're going to be able to accomplish down the road, especially, you know, with the message that you're trying to get out. So to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description below, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joseph, and joining me on the show is Angie from Diamond Strong Fitness in Birmingham, Alabama. Welcome to the show, Angie. How are you doing? Thank you for having me. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great, Angie. Thank you for asking. And, you know, I am very excited to have you here on the podcast because we did have a conversation before the podcast about how you got into this business. I'm very excited. But before we dive into the business side of things, I'm curious for the listeners so they can gain a you know basic understanding of how you got here. What was the main thing that pushed you to get into this gym business? Well, I would say first and foremost, um, I would say it's my passion for just overall wellness and physical, you know, well-being. Um, you know, I mentioned to you that I kind of, you know, started part-time doing this and then got sick. And so once I was well and had the green light to go, um, it was just my mission then. I knew then that I wanted to do this full-time and um, I really wanted to help women kind of find their power and and be strong and show them how to, they can change their bodies and feel good about themselves. Um, and so that kind of, that kind of was my turning point, but I've always loved uh, physical fitness and training and things like that. So I wanted to share what I, what I've learned over the years. Yeah. So it really all came from, you know, rooting from a passion for fitness and Absolutely. wanting to serve other people and make sure that they're doing okay with their health and life. I love that. So, you know, for the listeners and to have them gain a better understanding of your business, why don't you give them your elevator pitch? So what kind of services do you offer to your clients? Okay. So I offer three services. Um, As a trainer, I normally do one-on-one personal training. I do some group training um, up to four people. Um, I do have a gym studio and then I also do mobile training where I will go to the client no matter where that is. Well, I won't say no matter where, but I will go to their home. I'll meet them at their, their job, wherever they, at the park, wherever they, you know, can work out. I also do online virtual, um, training and, um, the goal there is just to be, um, as accommodating as possible. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a lot of people can't do one or the other. So I try to make it, you know, 
you know, a way where they can definitely get their workout in and they can train and I have to stress about how they're going to get it done. Okay. So some services there, online, mobile, one-on-one, small group. Okay. Mm -hmm. So with all those services there, I'm curious, how many people are you serving in your business right now? Um, I have 23 active clients right now. Um, And then, and I would say probably I see most of them at the gym. Um, and then I would say next would be um, the mobile, uh, mobile training. I do um, a couple of online, you know, training and coaching, um, but primarily um, I think people want the one-on-one experience and that's exactly what I want because I want to make sure that they are getting, you know, the best time with me and I can definitely help them with their form and make sure that they're going to get the best result they can get from the workout that I put together for them. Okay. So 23 clients inside of the gym facility right now. So for the listeners and so they can, you know, gain a basic understanding of clients to space, what is the size of your, you know, studio? So the studio indoor, and then I also have an outdoor space is about 1600 square feet. So it's not like super large, um, which is why I have a limit on the group training aspect. So as far as the group training goes, which I absolutely love, um, there's a four people max on it. Um, But the inside of the gym obviously is more set up for the strength training element. And I love functional fitness. I'm actually certified as a functional um, trainer. Mm -hmm. And so the outside, I have, you know, an area where we flip tires, we do battle rope. I mean, we do... Yeah, a lot of outdoor stuff as well. So there is some variety you can go in and out, depending on the weather, of course. Okay. So inside and outside area there. Okay. So for the group classes, I'm curious, how many people do you normally allow in those classes? No more than four. Okay. So so as far as I wouldn't say necessarily a class. So what I offer are um, training packages. And so on the website, it will, um, you know, kind of show you all the packages that I offer. One of those is going to be a group training package. And so it will say up to four people. Um, Currently right now, um, the largest group I've done is three people, um, you know, in a group, but I can't accommodate four people. Okay. So... I'm curious, what made you like, like set at the four person max there? So the reason for the four person max um, for me personally is going to be the space. I, I want to be able to, number one, make sure there's room and they are comfortable. And I also want to make sure that I can move about freely and give them the attention that they need without, without, you know, it being so crammed. Mm-hmm. And I'm very, um, I guess, hands-on. So I don't want to have so many people in a group that I cannot give them the proper attention that they need. Okay. So it's like rooted from a, you want to make sure that your clients are feeling comfortable in the area that they're working out and that they aren't being squished together, but like a bunch of lemons in between. a Yeah, that is correct. And then um, the difference, I guess, between the word class and training session is, you know, in the group session, these are going to be people that have like-minded goals. And so it sometimes it's not a good fit. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can say, I want to work out in a group. One person may want to put on 20 pounds of muscle and another person may want to lose 40 pounds. So it kind of just depends on, um, you know, what the overall goals are. And mm-hmm. so it's an actual training session of like-minded individuals that have similar goals 
Um, but you know, I have had, you know, a group of two or two people in partner workout, um, that, you know, they wanted to just get together and do full body workouts. And in addition to what they were doing on their own. And so that's, you know, obviously okay as well, but that's another reason why I don't have, you know, more than four people. Okay. So one is because of the space and two, because you want to make sure that each person is like-minded in those groups so that, you know, it, it's easier to work with them all at the same time. That is correct. Okay. Okay. So for your clients right now, the 23 clients right now, you know, what have you done in terms of marketing to get those people in? Well, um, a lot of people don't agree with this, but not social media. And I'm going to tell you why I, I personally, um, well, I will say this, a lot of the clients that I have now, um, have come to me through word of mouth. Um, but the reason I'm not really huge on social media is because I kind of feel like it's overly saturated. Um, and you really have to, I mean, you really have to put yourself out there to stand out. Yeah. It's competitive. It's, It's very competitive. And I worked with a small gym a few years ago prior to doing this, um, on my own. And I actually was their social media manager in addition to training there. And so I kind of got a crash course in how to get the page up and running and how to get traffic in the door and what worked and what didn't work. And it's very time consuming. Um, So right now um, my business is is on um, Google business and I am a huge believer in SEO and marketing that way and using the right verbiage. Um, So when, you know, people are searching for, a trainer or somewhere to work out, there are going to be keywords that people use primarily um, in the search box. And believe it or not, that that generates a lot of traffic to my website. Um, So I get, you know, a lot of clicks there. In the beginning, I didn't really understand it. So I kind of had to kind of work on that part of it. Mm -hmm. I've I've worked really hard on my website. I'm really proud of it. And um, through the Google business, side I have live chat available and also live chat available on my website and so either myself or my personal assistant will constantly monitor that you know obviously I can't do it all the time so that's yeah. a great to get the leads and um you know I don't like to just call people back I'll set up you know a conversation like this or FaceTime to where they can connect and um so, I mean, that's kind of primarily, that's been kind of my go-to. And, you know, like I said earlier, when we talked right now, I kind of have a waiting list of people that want to train. And I think a lot of people are trying to get ahead of the new year rush, but mm-hmm. um, I think it will be time very soon for me to um, not just do this alone. So I'm kind of, I'm in the process of trying to navigate that in my brain, what that looks like, you know, how can I help more people? You know, mm-hmm. what's next for me? Mm-hmm. How can I stand? You know, because I, I want to do more. I want to help more, but obviously I'm one person. So, yeah. And only one person can do so much. Like, you're not and, able to be in 10 well. different spots at the same time. Right. Absolutely. And do it well. So, you got to think if, I, if I'm here at the gym, I can't be in my car at the same time. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to, you know, I, have <laughs> I only do mobile. And then I have days where I'm only at the gym. And then that, those are the days that I also mix in the virtual. So, Okay. Long days, but I love it. 
Yeah. So I do agree with you with the SEO there. It is a long game. Like it takes 12 months, sometimes at least to make, well, to actually get the, you know, the leads coming in. So I'm curious, how many leads do you average per month through that? So I was, okay. So let me just go back because when I first started under, trying to understand it, it was, I did not understand it. I did mm-hmm. not really get it. And you're right. It does take a while. And I even had to go back and change some of the keywords. And I was like, okay, this isn't working. You know, let me try a different way. And so I kind of feel like, you know, it's not cookie cutter. You kind of have to be very customized approach with it. Customized to your environment, who you're trying to, I guess, target. Mm -hmm. And um, you want to make sure that these are going to be, you just want to do your research before you just, the word SEO, obviously some people, you know, they understand it and some people don't, but at first I didn't see the value in it, but now I do. So um, I do the, um, the check-ins with my Google page and I see how many clicks go to my website. And so, you know, every month I would say as far as website clicks, I'm getting upwards to about two to 300 clicks on the website. But as far as like real potential leads, I'm probably getting about maybe 40 a month. Um, And then some of those are going to be, oh, I'm just, I'm just looking. I'm not really, I do want a trainer, but I don't know when I want to start. Um, But I still hold on to those, those names. And I do touch base with them in the future, but a lot of them after talking to me, you know, they'll, they'll come back around and go, Hey, we talked three months ago, you know, I really want to start training. And so, you know, once you kind of open the door, it's kind of your responsibility. You know, if you want new clients to follow up with them consistently over time, you have to follow up, be consistent and, you know, let them know that you're available. Yeah. So with those 40 leads per month, you did mention that some of them are like, I'm not interested right now, or I'm just, I'm just in the market looking. Mm -hmm. I'm curious how many people out of those 40 normally get scheduled for like a consultation or a free demo. So I'll do, um, I do about maybe on average, I would say I do maybe 10 to 15 assessments in a month's time. That does not mean everyone's going to, um, I guess, follow through or that I'm going to be the ideal trainer for them. Mm -hmm. I do feel, you know, that goes both ways. The reason I do the assessment or consultation is so we can see if it's a good fit. And then also a lot of times, you know, when um, they get their questions answered and um, vice versa, sometimes it's not a good fit. So it's okay um, because you do want it to be, number one, not just a quick book because mm-hmm. I'm not here just to take someone's money. Here's the long term. Correct. So the way I go about things, I always look at, you know, retaining the client from the moment they want to start training with me. And I I think out of all of the clients that I've had over the years, I can think of maybe two that has not stayed with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, most of them, they will upgrade their packages or want more sessions or, you know, they offer right away, you know, hey, I don't want to, stop because you know i know you're busy and if i stop then i might not be able to get back in so um i think a lot of that just has to go with you know the integrity of you know how you run the business how you interact with the 
the clients and it needs to be a personal relationship. You know, it's beyond the training, checking in with them and making them feel important. And, and they are. Yeah. Making sure to consistently follow up with them. Cause as you said, the connection is one of the most important things, especially in our industry, cause it is fitness and you just need that connection anywhere in business. Right. So mm-hmm. I do have a question for you here. And I love to ask this cause it gets you thinking in terms of, especially like the new year coming around. So there's three ways to grow a studio gym business. The first one is getting new clients. The second one is getting more money out of them. So having to spend more money. And the yeah. third one is keeping them over the term yeah. retention. Yeah. So yeah. out of those three, what are you going to be focusing on the most going into quarter one of 2023? Um, I really want to accommodate more clients. Um, I almost kind of feel like I'm at the crossroads of, I want to expand like now, but I know I need to be strategic. Um, And so I see myself in 2023 partnering with another trainer and accommodating more people. I also would like to have a larger space eventually. I don't, but that will happen in 2023, but it's on my vision board um, because I definitely want, this is just kind of like the beginning for me. Um, and so it, there's a, a long game for me and I, I, I just see myself working on, you know, getting my name out there and making sure people know who I am as a trainer and why um, people don't leave me. They stay. Yeah. 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 So really building out that, that personal brand there that the people will be able to connect with and, yeah. and trust you. That's mm-hmm. one of the most important things in yeah. any kind of business. Absolutely. So mainly focusing on, serving more people and potentially getting that other trainer in there so you can bring more people in and then potential expansion. So I'm curious, you know, what is the main bottleneck there that's keeping you from going straight headfirst into it right now? Well, um, I guess the planning aspect of it, and then I want to get more, um, I want to seek out more, I guess, knowledge from other business owners, and I want to go about it the right way. I don't want to go into a situation where I take on a, a lot of debt and I'm stressed yeah. out about it. I want to go about it the right way. Um, and, you know, when I started my business, you know, full time, that was my first goal. I don't want to have a large pool of debt and try to run my business. And so I've been able to achieve that. And, um, and I've done quite well. Um, it's always kind of tough in the beginning, navigating things and, and sorting things out. But then, you know, when you get your footing, um, you just kind of fall in love with what you're doing. And so I just want to connect with other people. You know, I want to make sure I'm doing it right um, because it still is always going to be a learning curve. I don't think I'm ever going to just know everything. And so I welcome the knowledge and, you know, I want to put other heads together with mine. And so we can figure out the best way to do it. Yeah. So building more connections, networking throughout the industry and getting to know yeah. more yeah. professional people and just understanding what they're doing that's working for them. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that, Angie. And Angie, it looks like we are running short on time here, but before we sign off, where can our listeners find you on the internet? So your website. Or your social medias. Um, so they can find me at diamondstrongfitness.com. And diamond is broken down um, like you would see it in the dictionary, specifically because um, I want people to really focus on the meaning of it and where it originates from, which is the Greek word Adamas. 
which is indestructible and um, unbreakable. So you can find me on diamondstrongfitness.com. You can look um, on Google, type in some keywords, personal trainer near me in Birmingham or female trainer in Birmingham, I'm going to pop up. Um, I'm not really on a lot of social media, but if you go on Google, you will find me. Awesome, Angie. Thank you for sharing those. And I want to thank you again for taking the time out of your day to come here on the podcast and to share your learnings, your lessons, and your perspective. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so much fun. Yeah, it was great. And to everyone else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. And don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your gym business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Sammy from Phoenix Rises Fitness and Magenta Gym in Maidenhead, UK. Welcome to the show. How are you today? Very well, Brooke. Very well. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm super excited to have you here. Thank you for making some time, you know, to sit down, have this conversation with us, you know, give back to other fitness business people. Before we kind of dive into what it is that you do at Phoenix Rises Fitness and what you plan to do at Magenta Gym, give us a little bit of background, Sammy. You know, what was it that led to you going and opening a business in this industry? It was actually quite a a lot of talking, if you know what I mean, and probably a lot more, I didn't know what I was doing, because I've always had the idea of going into the fitness industry. I mean, I've been working out since I was 18. I've been in the gym, you know, and you, you know, when you're young, you don't know what you're doing. You know, I was jumping from job to job, but for some reason, a personal trainer was always in the back of my head. I always wanted to become a personal trainer. Um, I mean, I moved to Australia at one point, and that's when I thought I could kickstart it and do things over there. But it just never came into it. You know, I was more fixated on the partying side of things. Um, I mean, I went to school in America, actually. Um, And when I went down to Miami for about three years for university, I think that's when the party started. (laughs) Um, And since that moment, I never it took about 15 years to get out of that mode. Um, and it was, it, 
purely a lifestyle change. And the moment I got out of that party, the maturity kicked in and the kind of focus that I needed kicked in, as it does. Um, and then I knew, right, I'm ready. Because I, I think to myself, if I went into this industry at 25 and in the headspace I was and what I was doing, there is no way me and you probably would be having this conversation in this way. I probably would have screwed up. And I know screwing up is, is, is part of everything. Um, but I probably just would not be in this situation. I probably would be out of the industry rather than going into starting my own personal training business as well as taking over a gym as well. I, I, I'd probably be in the opposite direction. Um, yeah. So now, you know, all of that led to where you're at now. You've been running Phoenix Rises Fitness, which from my understanding, it's a personal training business. Is that yes. correct? Yeah. How long have you been doing that? That's about three or four years now. Okay. Um, yeah. And uh, that, that, again, that came about with a lifestyle change. Yeah. It, it just was one of those things that, I mean, the name in itself, Phoenix Rises, that's the resurrection there. And, I'm, it, and it's just, I think that describes me the best. You know, I'm in no way religious, but I, I, for some reason I was fixated on the Phoenix. Um, and it's, it, it came into play where I was just like, oh, hang on. This is, this, this is me. You know, I changed my life around and I'm actually doing things, you know, and whether or not people tell you and, you know, we all like that validation from other people and everything like that, you know, it was in myself. I was like, my God. I'm, and like I said before, 10 years ago, me and you would not be having this conversation. It, would, it wouldn't be even a thought um, yeah. to even have someone like yourself or anyone else trying to ask me questions about what I'm doing in my life. Um, it just, I just couldn't fathom it. So yeah, it's, I love how the name plays into your story. You know, Phoenix rises um, and that like, tells a story in itself. And so, you know, you've been doing the personal training thing three or four years. Now you're currently in the process with a few other, you know, partners in taking over a gym. So tell us about the gym, you know, that you guys are taking over. What kind of gym is it? What services are you guys going to offer? Paint a picture for us so we kind of understand that business model you're moving towards. Well, the, be the best way we kind of describe our gym is it's a kind of a grit and grind gym. Um, okay. It's a very small gym. Um, it's underneath a rugby club. Uh, so you can imagine the, the space isn't there, but, you know, we don't, if you know what you're doing, you don't need a lot of space, but we do have the cardio equipment. We have the resistance equipment. We, ha we have the cast iron dumbbells, the squat rack. We do have everything going and it it's, the fitness industry itself and going into a gym, corporate gyms, um, massive gyms, 24-hour gyms, however you want to look at it, it could be quite intimidating. And there's a lot of aspects in this industry when it comes to personal trainers or fitness instructors that there's an, there's an arrogance and not a good arrogance um, to the point of I'm better than you. I don't need to affiliate myself. But with our gym, we have the banter, we have the atmosphere, we, 
we have the people that do like other gyms have the mental health but now especially now after the pandemic after covid everyone's confidence has been shot it wasn't the same as before you know people have done a 180 in so many different ways um we offer the gym members that one hour one hour and a half just be yourself join in on the conversation you know where we we are on first name basis we do know and we're a capped gym so we're not over we're not giving them oh what's the what's the phrase i'm saying where we're not packing in the members we don't want that we don't want a thousand members we want to cap it at a certain number so people can actually be like right i don't need to wait for equipment i don't need to worry about being shoulder to shoulder um because the gym i was working at before that was a leisure center as you can imagine it was always busy equipment was always being waited on um and also where we are there's a lot of gyms opening a lot of gyms opening and um we can offer a, a certain membership price as well that's affordable um i mean i don't know it's probably not big in america but right now in england we're, we're in a recession um it's tight here energy costs food prices everything is really on the up and people's finances are on the down um and we're a gym that's an affordable gym as well and we can offer those people something to say okay fine you know i can do this whether okay. or not yeah so kind of like the style of gym where people can come in, they can get in a workout using your equipment. Um, it's low cost. Um, now on top of that, you guys offer personal training, right? So you yeah. have personal trainers that are utilizing yeah. the, the facility. Do you have any sort of additional services such as like group training, nutrition, things like that? Well, I run a ladies hour class as well in, in on uh, every Friday. Um, so, uh, so we offer that. We offer the programs, membership, the inductions as well. You know, the standard services a gym would. Um, but there was also a, a, an element of, wait, let's hold back to what we offer right now because it's not our gym. We're not making any money off this right now. It's still someone else's. Um, so hopefully when, when it comes to January, when it comes to February, when we get the refurb done, then we can actually look more and develop more. Um, we have trainers that actually run their own boot camps. We have um, boxing classes as well because we've just we've installed the boxing grid in there as well. So Saturdays we have boxing. Um, so there are, and like I said, it's a small gym, so we can only do what we can. We can't compete with others because we know it will be a. We know what what would happen to us. We can only be ourselves in that sense and offer what we can um which is those services i mentioned which is our personality as well i mean maidenhead's quite a small town and it's a very word of mouth town you know when it comes to the marketing side of things and who knows you um and that is how we've gotten a lot of our members it's through word of mouth our gym has been actually been around for about 30 years um and people to this day still i didn't know it was there yeah, no, that's that's the bad part about it because it is that small, um, mm -hmm. and we're now in that process of really a starting it from the ground up, but also starting it from thirty years ago and creating a different type of vibe, um, 
because it also still has that stereotype of a bodybuilder's gym, which we in no way don't want. We don't want that stereotype. Um, we want that diversity. We want people to come in and just, you know, get away from the BS in the world uh, for, for however how long they want to come in. Yeah. Um, I definitely understand, you know, everything there. Now, since this is a pre-existing gym and you guys are taking over, that is, a, it, it's a challenge in itself. Um, now I have a kind of personal question and I don't know if you even know the answer to it with the current gym. Do you know if it's profitable for the business owners? In the first year, probably not. It'd be a couple of years for us to reap any type of rewards from that. Um, but like I said, this country is in a recession and in any recession, you have to find opportunity. Um, and it's something I said to the guys I work with and I'm, I'm going into this with, we have to find an opportunity and we can capitalize on this recession. Um, I'm not saying capitalize on people's losses. I'm saying capitalize on, on what's going on financially, because one thing people will look at when they're coming to their bank accounts and saying cutting their cost, it's personal training, it's gym memberships, you know? So when they're looking at some bank gyms that are charging 60 quid, 60 pounds um, for a gym membership, people are going to look at that, be like, right, how many times am I actually using this? Is this efficient enough? Yeah. You know? So with us where it's 25 pounds going to 30 pounds after the refurb, it's it's still an affordable asset, you know, and uh, I kind of looked at that as well. You know, obviously, I didn't know it, the recession was coming. If I did, I would, I'm in the wrong position there. Um, but I know full well and I'm fully aware that a personal trainer will be cut from costs if people can't afford it. it it's kind of like, do you want to eat or do you want to have a personal trainer? You know, but you can eat and have a gym membership that's affordable, you know, so it, you know, you have to really take the gamble. And that's what, what I did. I'm, I'm taking a gamble on myself with this one because it was, it's necessary. I think a lot of people are playing, playing it safe in this world and I didn't want to play it safe. So I had to take it. And it was, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I just kind of want to like, speak to this recession thing because like we might not be feeling it as bad over here in the u.s but you know it is something that we are experiencing as well and you know nothing can be as bad as being shut down like we were during covid right yeah. so the recession i really like your mindset there that you know you have to look for the opportunity in that yeah now, my question here is, you know, what do you feel like you can do within the business model to create opportunity? Where do some of those opportunities lie with you guys to keep you in a favorable position even during this recession? It's us. It's our personality. Um, and I always say, and it's going to sound quite arrogant, but I am kind of arrogant in a way um when people do say what do we offer that other gyms don't around the area and i say us as trainers the other gyms don't have us um and uh, i work the two trainers i work with they're far more experienced than i am they're far more they've got that knowledge you know there's plenty other personal trainers out there 
that have that experience, but I took an opportunity um, and I can see this. And there is no secret when other people that walk into our gym say that this is actually a gold mine waiting to happen. Um, I mean, there's, there's talks about one gentleman came in the other, the other night and he was saying, oh, are you guys going to shut down? And in my head, I'm like, oh God, I don't watch the news a lot anymore. Because obviously, and I was like, oh, don't tell me another lockdown coming. And he was like, no, because there's a lot of leisure centers going to, they're going to close because of the energy costs. They can't afford to stay open. And he said, well, I hope it doesn't happen to you because this is a really good spot. We've got the free parking. You know, we've got a, a lot of that going on for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We've got I, a, a running track with us because we're near a, what they call gone. Um, and, you know, it, it's the area itself. And we've got a football team that, when I say football, soccer in America, um, they're going to be moving over in two years. So it's, it's going to be an, an active area where we are. Um, but it's one of those delayed gratification situations. You know, you got to, right now, it's a really crappy situation. You know, we, ha we, we have equipment in the gym that's 30 years old. It's hand-me-downs from the previous owners. Um, but now with this refurb and this investor that we have, we now have something to sell other than just us. Um, so, and when I say just us, we have 82 members, which doesn't sound a lot, but for what we have, and like I said, we're going to be a capped gym. That's fantastic because the equipment is breaking down. Um, and it's just one of those things. It just, it's a testament to the personal trainers. And it actually is a testament to the gym members and the clients of the personal trainers as well of what we can afford. And the atmosphere that is in that gym. Mm -hmm. um, so when you say that you guys are going to be a cap gym, that's mainly because you want it to be like not a super busy kind of gym environment. Is that kind of your reasoning behind it? Or because obviously if we're capping memberships, we're capping revenue on the facility and that's never a good feeling no. so you know what exactly made you come to that decision to cap your memberships well it wasn't it, it's not so much a we had to think about it and obviously when we were going through the lease negotiations we were discussing the rent with with the landlords and everything like that so you do have to think of it as okay well if we cap it does it work with the rent yes it does we can afford to cap the memberships, um, you know, and with other areas of the, of the town, the rent is sky high and they won't cap it because they don't need to. Um, but it is more of a feasible thing that we're doing when we cap it. And it's also something that's a, that does appeal because there are some people that have come to our gym, signed up, and it's specific reason they've signed up from another gym and be like, it's too busy is it's just way too busy um and with our gym again i can't say it enough it's a small gym so even when you put 25 people in there it's gonna look busy so it, it's just what it's just how we have to work if we had 2,000 members in that gym you know okay on a financial aspect great we're making one money we're rubbing our hands 
you know but then we gotta we gotta think about the members as well because there are when the majority of them are coming from another gym is a reason for that you know we're not the again we don't have the most high-tech equipment we won't have the most high-tech equipment you know i can safely say that there are gyms right near us that far bigger far more advanced but there is a reason why people come to us and and we're, we're working we're working and it's working so um we did go through all those numbers as i say um to say right we need to cap it you know we need to cap it at this because it again like i said to you it, it's great to have three thousand members but then that's too many it's like the roman empire isn't it they had too much going on and they couldn't communicate with anyone they couldn't do anything and then eventually fell um so too much is sometimes not good um Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that we need thousands and thousands of members to be massively successful in our gym. I do think that there are ways for us to grow internally, like with what we have. So, doesn't, you know, growth doesn't always have to mean, hey, let's have, you know, a thousand members. We could have, you know, a couple hundred really solid members, mm -hmm. like amazing members, and we can increase them into higher ticketed packages, sell supplements offer personal training, things like that to increase revenue within the business. Um, I kind of think of it like layers of our business, right? We have our normal memberships that people yeah. do their own thing, but then there's other levels there. What kind of additional streams of revenue are you guys planning to have flow into the business? It's funny you said that the, um, the protein shakes were actually up into discussion. Um, having a fridge because those are quite popular um someone suggested energy drinks i am not a fan of energy drinks um i don't think i've had one in about four years and it i don't know what it is but when i see people drinking them i'm like you might as well have a coffee um again something that we're discussing as well maybe having a coffee machine as well um you know but again with the situation that we're in you know we really do have to watch what we spend because if you don't, if you spend all your money in the first year, that's it. You're not getting out of that. Um, you know, I was lucky enough to to bring in a private investor um, and it's only limited funds. You know, there, there's a certain amount we can spend. And when I tell you this gym is old, this gym is old. Like, so there's a lot of work that needs to be done and we really need to work on what we can sell first and then what we can add on to that selling. Um, yeah, I mean, with the classes, I hope, especially with my ladies' hour classes, um, I think that, I hope that will diversify the gym and bring more of the female clientele um, because there is still that stereotype of this is a bodybuilder's gym, um, which is fair which is fair. I mean, there hasn't been a lot of marketing up until now about the gym. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not only about what we can do on the, uh, besides the membership, it's the types of members, like you said before, we're bringing in. Um, it's all well and good to have a hundred members, but what happens if all those members are men? Um, yeah. Whereas we can have a hundred members 50, 50 um, mm -hmm. and actually create, that type of situation um 
but yeah. So okay. another question that I like to ask here is like, what do you foresee your biggest business related bottleneck being like, what's kind of that one thing that keeps you awake at night when it comes to the business side of operating Magenta Fitness or even Phoenix Rises Fitness? And what are you going to do to work on overcoming that? Yeah, everything. <laughs> I honestly, I think the past couple of months since I would say August, Brooke, um, I haven't switched off. And there's always that, how many members are we going to get at this time? How many members are we going to get at that time? Because we're no contract gym. You can okay. cancel any time. Um, and, there's, and there is an advantage and a disadvantage of that. The advantage of there is no contract and people like that now. The disadvantage of one day you could have 100 members and then the next day you could have 10 without knowing because people have just canceled their membership. Um, it's, it's, it's bringing in that appeal and what more we can offer. Um, again, we're offering more classes because we have more time um, and we have a bit more of the equipment being used. Um, but it's since August, every night I'm messaging my, uh, my business partner at about nine o'clock at night on a Sunday. I know that doesn't sound late, but that's a Sunday. Who the hell wants to hear about work on a Sunday? Who wants to think about work on a Sunday? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, when it comes to like operating a business in this industry, there's really no, there's, there's not like a how-to guide, right? And so a lot of this business stuff, like, it is a big gamble. Like you guys are taking over a gym. This is a yeah. huge gym. And so to be worried about, you know, how we're going to get clients, how we're going to keep our clients, how we're going to get them to spend money with us so that we can become profitable. It's all very serious stuff. Oh, to, absolutely. To, to keep you up at night. I mean, that would keep me up at night too. Um, and so, you know. It's accepting we, it though, Brooke, as well. I mean, I put myself in this position and I'm happy to be in this position. So those days and nights that I'm stressing out, I just have to be like, look, Sammy, you wanted this. Yeah. This, this is, comes with a the territory. There's not a successful businessman or woman out there that will say, yeah, it was easy. <laughs> it's seven days. It's not a nine to five, you know? So you have, and if it means taking out your social life in, a, in certain aspects, yeah, that's what it means. Mm -hmm. it's, it's just what it comes to. Um, you either want it or you don't, you know, and you got to work for it. So when it, you know, when it comes to the idea of working for it, the idea of, you know, learning the business and becoming experts at, you know, expert gym owners, expert business owners, like what's your plan to really start to learn some of these things? Listen to everyone around me when I can and learn what I can. Um, I never, I think it's funny you asked that as well, because I was just thinking, I was thinking about it a couple of days ago is I never, I went to university, but I never graduated. Mm -hmm. um, and in this situation, I never thought I'd be in. If at 22, you said, Sammy, you're going to be owning a gym and running your own personal training business. Um, I'd be, no, I mean, oh, come on. I was drunk then, you know? <laughs> it was, um, but 
I dropped out. I didn't get a degree. And, you know, and I have to let go of my stubbornness sometimes, especially when it comes to business. And I have to know that the two other guys that I'm working with, they have that knowledge, they have that experience, and I have to listen. You know, as I always say, you've got two ears and one mouth, which means you should be listening twice as hard as you're talking. Um, so it is just kind of becoming that sponge and and taking what I can and 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 willing to learn out of the loss as well. Um, because anything can happen and mistakes are gonna be made. Um and it's just it's I gotta be willing to learn and then that's it. Yeah. I think that you know the important thing here is like there are people who have like learned from the mistakes that we might be you know putting ourselves through so find other gym owners out there find other fitness business people who have already done this before and learn network like there's nothing better than a connection when it comes yeah. to um this this side so i appreciate you you know being here and sharing your insight today and i want to give you one last chance here to share your, like, share your goal. Like ultimately I, you know, hand you a magic wand, all your dreams, all your goals for your business, you know, came true for Magenta Fitness, for Phoenix Rises Fitness. You know, there's absolutely no limitations here. What do you see happening with, with that? I, I just, you know, I just want to win <laughs> and, and win the best way possible. I love this industry. Um, I absolutely love it. Um, and I would not be in this situation or decided to take the opportunity that I have if I didn't have the love. And I'm taking every day as it comes, every day, with the stress, with the good, with the bad, with the happy, with, the, with everything. And right now, we're in the present moment. This gym is in the right track. And then we can discuss more and see where it goes um but right now i'm loving mm -hmm. in this situation i mean the present moment is what i'm yeah you kind of cut out there i'm not sure if you're still here with me or not hello hello are you still there yeah can you hear me i can hear you now your internet <laughs> sorry no worries so, you know, obviously you said that you feel like the the gym is kind of on the right path right now. And yeah. so I'm excited to see, you know, once you guys are able to fully take it over, what is able to happen. And I'm very, very excited for you. Now, before we wrap up, where can we find you online? What is your Instagram? What is your Facebook? My Instagram, it's Phoenix Rises Fitness um, and the gym, Magenta Gym. It's... Uh, and Facebook Magenta Gym and Facebook Phoenix Rises Fitness. Awesome. Excited to check it out. Thank you again for being here today, Sammy. Listeners, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like, hit subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords Podcast, fill out the link in the description. We will get in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. 
Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.